Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey guys, so this week's episode of Habits You Love is super unique. I had the privilege of doing some live coverage and interviews at a mental health summit. There is a local nonprofit organization here in Sarasota called Sunshine from Darkness, and they held a Step into the Light mental health summit comprising of speakers, interactive experiences, and a ton of booths where people were able to set up and share their mental health resources with the communities. I had a chance to sit down with multiple different people, including therapists and psychologists, to talk about mental health. And I can tell you there were some very common themes throughout every single interview. And I think the most common three that I heard was how mental health is becoming more aware and more mainstream, which is amazing, that we are not just physical beings, that we are well-balanced beings with physical, mental, emotional, spiritual health that we very much need to be aware of, and that there are resources out there to help you. So before we do get to the episode, I just want to apologize in advance for the audio quality. We were in a very loud open arena with some music therapy going on behind us in the background. So I apologize in advance and I hope you still enjoy the episode. Welcome to Habits You Love, a thought-provoking podcast about self-love, self-healing, and spiritual evolution. I'm Kayla Fazio, and with each episode, it is my mission to expand your mind to what you think is possible for you and provoke thoughts of looking at your own healing you may need and help you discover the power you have within you to build healthy habits and create a life you love. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, good morning. Welcome, my first guest today. We are at the Robarts Arena with Habits You Love and Stepping Into the Light for the Mental Health Summit today. So, who am I here with? Maria Carolina Alba from Jewish Family Service Center. Awesome. So, why are you here today attending the Mental Health Summit? I think this is a spectacular opportunity to be trained about the mental health. We work with educational programs for the community to help them to have a better communication skills and relationships between families and recovering person from addictions and many other ways. So we would like to attach this to the knowledge for the um, mental health. How did you just get into what you're doing now? Is it a personal reason or did you have- No, no. I have been working with the community for 20 years since I came from Colombia. My first step was in my marriage. Um, I was uh, with married with a doctor, medical doctor. So I was very involved in the health care system, and I knew that most of the physical um, illness came from mental illness and emotional too. I also have been working with the community um, with through through many churches and. A spiritual thing is another way that you can see how mental illness are affecting the spiritual, um, the spirituality of the people, you know, especially the Latino community because we, we left the countries, we let, uh, we, we, we give up the, our roots and we are in a new, com- in a new system. So the mental, um, is a very, very concern in our, our Latino communities. 
Yeah, I love how you connected the mental with the physical for sure. I definitely 100% agree with that. And then as far as spiritual as well. Yeah, because we are a whole beings. Yeah. We are not only physical, not only mental, but we are also spiritual and and emotional. So we have to get all these areas in order to be in a balanced and harmony life. Right, you can't just work on one. Exactly. Yeah, it goes mm-hmm. all, all together. So what mental health problems if you want to call it that have affected you your family your friends or all the above nowadays anxiety is the most one Uh, with elder people I I discover many depression Um, what else can I uh, a lot of issues with addictions that uh, causes uh, uh, problems with the neurological system. And there is a lot of things going on in this world nowadays, especially connected to the mind. Why do you think there is so much depression in the elderly? I think it's a lack of education about what we are as a human beings. Uh, They don't have this opportunity to know. They didn't have this opportunity to know what their inside and outside problems are. So um, I think that they are keeping a lot of emotions that they weren't treated at, at the time. There is a lot of traumas and cultural issues too. So there is um, very, very um, combined and mixed things that we can Yeah, so you think it's a, a generational thing where they might not have had access to all the things there are today. And our generation, the, the, the new generations are paying the price. Ooh. For don't don't our last generations yes. don't be treated with that exactly. I mean, we got to break a lot of generational generational chains. chains curses. Definitely. What do you want people to know about mental health? How to deal, especially with um, the anxiety, depression, or uh, stress, which is the killer of the 21st century. Absolutely. So um, to have education. Uh, and know what's going on, understanding our minds, how that works, and how we can um, improve our um, our health, mental health. Yeah. What do you think the first step to doing that is? If, if someone had completely no idea where to start, where do you think they should start? Um, just education, open yeah. mind to be educated and, and, and see what, what is going with this. And then um, facing that it is something that I am uh, passing through that, say, oh, I need help. Mm. So then get, get into the right path on the help and then be treated. Yeah, I think just being aware and um, being conscious. conscious, taking responsibility and ownership. That's definitely the first step. And then just being like, okay, what are my biggest triggers or biggest modalities of anxiety that I have going on? Like what is causing that? And then being open to go down the path of exploring exactly. that. And then what I will say, once you figure out one, more things will come up. <laughs> if you could give one piece of advice and people actually implemented it, like you were on a mountaintop and you were saying one thing to the entire world, what would you say to them if they could actually take it and implement it? It's un- <laughs> unbelievable because behind we have music. And I believe the music therapy is one of the most um, helpful tools. And spirituality and music together, for me, 
is that both of them are helping me since I was very young, and then I'm working with programs introducing music with that as a tool of the wellness of the. And that I would say is the easiest way you could start. It's free. It's easy. What's your favorite kind of music to listen to? I am a music producer, producer, composer, and singer. My my first career was musician, so I compose music. Well, we are gonna blast that out. We're gonna shout that out. Hopefully, have everyone listen to your amazing music for wellness. And thank you much, so much for taking the time to chat with me. Okay, thanks, Maria. Bye. All right, who do we have here with us today? Uh, Jeffrey Peterson. So why are you here at the Step Into the Light Mental Health Summit? I'm here because I'm on the board of directors of Step Into the Light, Sunshine from Darkness. And um, I'm glad to be here today. This is, a, this is the first time event for us. It's looking to be an awesome turnout so far. It's a little early in the morning, and I think people are still asleep. <laughs> yeah. What are you hoping from today? What do you hope people get out of it? Well, um, to find out about the services in Sarasota uh, and other counties in Florida, um, I was I was just walking around myself with my little bag here, and um, people were telling me all about their services, and it, it sounds terrific. A lot of it. I did the same thing. I walked around and. There's so many resources out there that people might not know about. So I'm so happy that you guys were able to put on this event today. Hopefully it's one of many that we could continue to do here in Sarasota locally, if not outside of Florida as well. So what mental health issues or problems have affected your family or you? Or how did you get into Step Into the Light? So... Um I have a sibling that has mental health issues. Diagnosed with a mental health issue when he was 18 years old. And, uh, significant problems. My parents, Lee and Bob Peterson, who started Sunshine from Darkness many years ago. At the time, there were there was no place to turn to uh, back in 1975, and it was very difficult. Um, but as time went on, things happened, and they helped to start an organization called NARSAD, which is the National Alliance for Research on Schizophrenia and Depression, with two or three other couples. They started this organization in 1987, and they do strictly research. And today, they've raised $450 million for research. It's located up in New York City. The name has changed from NARASAD to the Brain and Behavior Research Foundation. And, um, and I'm on the board of directors of that as well. And happy to serve on the board of directors of that. It's a great organization. Well, I just want to say thank you for not only what you are doing, but what your family is doing to make great strides in the mental health space. And, you know, there's so many different things out there that people suffer from. And, I mean, anything that can be a resource or events like this, just to, you know, not keep it so hush-hush. You know, we need to be talking more and more about these things. And 
something like this is just so great. We have music therapy. We have art therapy. We're going to have amazing speakers today. So what do you want people to know about mental health? Mental health in general? Yeah. That I think it's doing better than it has in the past. Um, when my parents started doing Sunshine from Darkness, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, there was nobody talking about mental mental illness. It was, it was you know, there were certainly the first ones in Florida to talk about it. So, and it's changed a lot, as you know yourself. Um, if people are talking about it, there's a little less stigma, although stigma is still a problem. Um, but things are getting better. It's, it, we've, we've turned turned on a, a, a corner. Definitely. I've even noticed, I'm still pretty young. I'm in my 30s, but I've noticed since from when I was in high school, college, you didn't hear about mental health. You didn't hear about people talking about it. No one wanted to bring up the issues they might be facing. And it's really cool to see all the young volunteers we have today at the event and just how aware they are of mental health and how important it is. Um, but yeah, I can definitely see how different it is just in the last 10 years, I would say. So like you said, hopefully this is the start of a new beginning and to, uh, in, in all stigmas in mental health. You know, we have our uh, our physical health and, and our mental health. Yes. And it's it's great what's yeah going. I was just the guest right before you was ta- said that same thing we have physical mental even spiritual emotional health and we're all one one being it, it really can't just focus on one of those things yeah. it has to be a well-rounded effort so if you could give just one piece of advice um, today that people would actually be like okay what Jeffrey said I'm gonna go take it I'm gonna implement it into my life what would your one piece of advice be uh, it would be never give up that would be my piece of advice that's a good one so well thank you so much jeffrey for sitting down with me and I, I look forward to the day yes thank enjoy you enjoy yourself thanks all right we have our next guest here at the habits you love studio at the mental health summit who do we have here today my name is Alina Nagdimunov, and I'm one of the co-owners of Center of Revitalizing Psychiatry, located right here in Sarasota. Awesome. And so you're here today with your company, with the booth. What do you hope to get out of today? Well, first of all, we're so excited to be here. We're excited that Sarasota is hosting a mental health summit. Um, we would love to share with the community about our services. Um, we have it's, we are a family-owned and family-run mental health outpatient practice. We've been in Sarasota for 11 years, um, and this is our second office. We opened our first office in New Jersey that's been around for 20 years. So we're established, and we'd like to you know, welcome those who don't know us still to come, and whether it's med management or psychotherapy, we can see the full family. We can see ages five and above, um, and we have wonderful, wonderful providers who are ready to help with any of your mental health needs. Oh, awesome. Yeah, if you can think of maybe one or two of the most common things you see people come in with. Sure. Well, there's a range, right? Yeah, uh, mental health is a, is a wide range yeah. of issues we and that we all can deal with and can come across, across our lifespan. Um, we have kids we see a lot of children who may have been struggling with ADHD uh, we have kids who are struggling with anxiety and depression we have adolescents who are going through a harder time through you know as they're eight as they're growing older and facing those challenges whether it's even bullying or social pressures um, we have adults who may be experiencing 
um, struggles in their marriage or stress from work. Um, we have those who may need medication adjustment and medication management. Um, and we have, of course, geriatric patients who are maybe struggling with all kinds of different aspects of life, including aging um, or grief or loss of loved ones. So we have, we have a full range of um, issues that we can help from kids to older people everyone in between I feel like it's I think it's a never-ending journey I think of you know dealing with mental health or just that constant self-awareness that you have to have through all stages of life absolutely and one of the things we've been seeing is that Thankfully, mental health awareness is gaining momentum. We are more and more accepted in our society that it's okay not to be okay sometimes. Um, there is no such thing as we're just mental healthy, men mentally healthy all the time. We all have struggles and it's okay to ask a professional for those struggles. Similarly, like you would ask for help if you have a broken arm or an aching back or issues with your you know, eyesight. So yeah, we're so quick to book a doctor's appointment if we have a cough. But when it comes to our literal mind and our brain and our mental health, we, we want to stay away. And like you said, every single one of my guests has said that exact same thing. Of it is becoming more mainstream and more just accepted to talk about. So that's amazing. And I really think we're turning a corner here. Absolutely. Yeah. What is your favorite thing about doing what you do? I love seeing our clients um, when they come in, they're definitely in a period of their life or in a place where they're struggling. And as they see the treatments and the therapy working, a lot of them say, oh my God, this was life-changing. Why didn't I do this earlier? Why didn't I come sooner? And we have a lot of people stopping by our booth today who are coming in and be because of their loved ones. So they're saying, my, my son is struggling with this. My daughter-in-law is struggling with this. I have a cousin or a family so I see that there's still a lot of resistance from people who are struggling themselves to come and say hey I need help but it's wonderful that there's those who love them and those around them they care so much and say hey how do we get them help what would you say to someone that is trying to get some help for someone else who may be resisting what what could they do to not put so much pressure on them but to be a support and, and just a help helpful hand I think that's a really great question. I think one of the things that probably works best is to give your support no matter what. Um, don't don't judge them. Um, you have to love them no matter what. And I think you can share the resources, but share it from a place of love instead of like, oh, I think you need help. You know, why don't you call this psychiatrist? Or because people still perceive it like, oh, you you think there's something wrong with me. And I think a personal approach saying, you know, when I've had thoughts like this, I would have, you know, I would like to call a place like this. Like I would like to call Center of Violence Psychiatry if I'm struggling with depression. Maybe it's something that would work for you. So it's, I think doing it in a non-judgmental and acceptive way is a really a great way to do so. Absolutely. I would say that's the hardest step is just getting in the door to therapy session. That's the hardest step is just accepting that you need that, I think. Yeah, absolutely. If people can break past that, it's really unlimited acceptance of yourself, ownership of yourself, turning into happiness and awareness. Absolutely. I think it takes a lot of courage. Yes. Definitely. Yes. I think just making that first appointment, we have a lot of um, cases where somebody will call in 
and they'll speak in hushed tones and maybe they're calling from work or maybe they don't want other people to know that they're calling for help. So we do everything that we can to make sure they feel comfortable. We'll give them a call back maybe when, you know, they feel more comfortable. Our intake process is really quick. Uh, we do have to obviously ask them some personal information. Um, and then we do our best to make sure that they're scheduled with a provider that fits their needs. So some will specify whether they want a male or female therapist, if you know if they have any other preferences. But we'll definitely match them with a professional that can work with them. Um, and all of our therapists are state licensed and have you know long years of experience. So they they know exactly what they're dealing with, and you know they can make sure that our clients are comfortable when they come yes, to see them. Yes, absolutely. Are you? all just in person or do you do virtual as well? We do both. We do uh, virtual and an office. Um, so we provide a lot of flexibility. And our physical office, which is in downtown Sarasota, is open from 7 a.m. till 7 p.m. So we can also do before work, after work, uh, for kids who are in school, obviously we can do after school or before school appointments. So we make sure that our providers work for the schedules that are convenient for our clients. Perfect. That's great. What do you want people to know about mental health? I think we all have mental health and there are times that throughout our lives that just like our physical health, we may be not at our optimal selves. So it's okay not to be okay, but when you do acknowledge that you're, you need help, please do give us a call. We have years and years of professional experience. We have wonderful front desk staff. We have wonderful providers, um, very supportive. We are a family-owned and family-run business, um, and we are here for all of your mental health needs right in downtown Sarasota. Okay, one last question. Since you are family-owned and operated, how do you and your family maintain your own mental health of not only dealing with each other, but also working together? Yes, that's an excellent question. Um, over the years, we've definitely learned how to do it better. Uh, so my sister and I are, the, I guess, the second generation of owners. Our mom, uh, Dr. Marina Turkova, started the practice. She's a psychiatrist. Uh, Dr. Turkova is just still the director, medical director of the practice. So we talk business every day. Um, but we also take time off, you know, and sometimes when we feel like it's we don't want to talk about work, we'll just say, hey, can we have a work free evening? Can we just take a family vacation and enjoy each other, enjoy our kids, enjoy each other's company? So it's important to take time off, important to do some self-love. Um, I love yoga and skiing. And actually, I um, I don't live in Sarasota. I come and travel. I work remotely. I live oh, wow. in Utah. So. Wow. Oh my God, I'm so jealous. I love yes. Utah. Come visit. What part of Utah? Uh, right outside of Salt Lake City. Okay, so northern. Okay, yes. I haven't been to the north. I We did a whole road trip down the southern part of Utah. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Utah has a lot oh to offer. Gosh. But I love coming down to Sarasota. I love oh, yeah. having the beach and the palm trees. But then after a while, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to yes. go back. You have <laughs> the best of both. Ah, well, thank you so much. Uh, for sharing your story a little bit about your company and we will be putting that on the episode show notes and all the ways that they can find you thank you so much thank it was you. a pleasure you as well thank you i'm interrupting this episode because i want to introduce you guys to co-pilot 
I discovered Copilot while I was trying to get my motivation to get back in the gym and have personalized workouts made just for me and my goals. No thinking on my part involved. Copilot is exactly how it sounds, a service that links you with an affordable real-life personal trainer to tailor workouts based on your individual needs and goals. Did you know you're about 85% more likely to hit a goal when you have a coach? With Copilot, you'll get a real person, accountability, check-ins, support, and guidance. Wondering what you need? Don't worry. With Copilot's flexibility, your workout programs are designed around your lifestyle, with or without a gym. It's basically like you have a personal trainer without the hefty price tag, but a price that will make you want to get off of your couch and get moving. I started using Copilot and was assigned a personal trainer who is awesome, shout out to Lauren, who really wanted to know what I was looking for in a program and structured a workout plan that works perfect for me, my schedule, and what I have access to. As someone who has been a personal trainer in the past and having to program so many workouts all the time, I get the peace of mind of just walking in and walking out feeling accomplished without the what am I gonna do confused look on my face. Having Copilot saves me time, saves me money, and saves my sanity. Get fit and feel fabulous when you give Copilot a try. To find out why it was listed by Forbes as the top-rated personal trainer app of 2023, head to go.mycopilot.com/habits to get a 14-day free trial with your own personal trainer. That's go.mycopilot.com slash habits to get a free 14 days trial with your very own personal trainer. Take a back seat and let Copilot help you reach your fitness goals. Who do we have here today? My name is Dr. Charles Davenport. I'm a licensed psychologist with Davenport Psychology, and we're proud to be a Ray Light sponsor for the event today. Perfect. What do you hope to get out of today? Oh, well, I guess probably trying to, to get rid of some of the stigma with mental health in the, the local community here and, and connect with uh, you know other support services and, and just really see where we can help anyone or help the community, uh, anything we could do. Absolutely. So where are you located? What do you do? Tell us a little bit more about your business. Sure. We have an office uh, downtown Sarasota by Burns Court. The other office is uh, in Venice by uh, Capri Isle Golf Course. And uh, we do telehealth services in 39, soon to be 40 states. How did you get into this? Do you have a personal story or? Oh, uh, well, my mom is uh, uh, a counselor, so it's something I always grew up around. Um, and it's pretty big in our family. My uncle's a psychiatrist. My wife is in the field. My sister-in-law is in the field. So it's something we've been around a whole lot. Family, lots of family in it. Yeah, yeah, a lot of that. And, and I, um, myself, have, have dealt with a learning disorder and, and gifted. Uh, so that's an area that I was passionate about that, that really got me started. Um, and, and working with people just to help them thrive and do their best. Yeah. Um, so that's. Do you work with a wide range of clients? Children, adults, elderly? Yeah, pretty broad. Uh, we work with children and adults. We do individual therapy, couples counseling, um, other areas we focus on are uh, sports psychology. And we have another doc that does uh, work with actors and people who are doing performance to, to manage some of the anxiety and worry and sort of self-confidence with all of that. Uh, I was going to ask if you did see a common... Obviously, there's going to be a wide range of things people come in for, but... What do you find is the most common thing that people suffer with? 
Mm. Probably trying to make changes in the areas they're aware they need to make changes in. It just seems to be much more difficult to do the things that sound so easy. How to activate that, that, the change. Yeah, it's almost too easy. We're like, well, that can't be it. But sometimes it's staring you right in the face, right? Well, and it's how it is. It is. And it's how, what's getting in the way? What's stopping me from making that happen? And how we can do that with a curiosity and sort of positive outlook instead of, oh, look at me not doing it again. And sort of the negative spiral that comes can be really trapping. You said a that I love. It's just curiosity. It's just always being curious about yourself, about what's going on, and curious about what you can do about it. I think that's it. That opens yeah. the doors. If we're curious about the unknown, we can learn more and it can open things up. If we're afraid of what's behind that, we usually tighten our view. We don't we don't look at things the same way. It actually changes the way our brain processes information when we're not in a safe place and, and not able to see the openings and the chances for change so what do you think the number one thing the hardest thing for people to break through to get just into that first appointment Probably to notice the part I call Mr. Smooth. It's the parts of us that have us avoiding the stuff that we know we need to do. Like the piece of mail you set by the front door and you walk by it for five days and somehow it doesn't make it in the mailbox. It's what's going on there? Again, it's curiosity probably. What in the world is getting in the way of me making this happen? Yeah. Um, and, And sometimes it takes another person to help us do it. And that is scary and vulnerable in itself. So even making the phone call is a big step for a lot of yeah, people. Absolutely. Would you say that is the hardest step? Do you think people, after they come to you, maybe even one or two sessions, they're like, oh my gosh, this wasn't as scary as I thought? You know, we get both. Sometimes it's very much so that, and other times people will come in to talk about the things they've been avoiding. And it brings up a lot of emotion. But the way I talk to people about that, it's like an infected splinter. When you go to pull it out, it feels like you should not be touching it. But you know that actually there's a reason it's feeling that way. And that feeling is to get your attention, to look at it. And then we we know what to do with a splitter to make it better. With the emotion stuff, a lot of times we'll feel like, oh, that feels bad. I should not be having this happen. And starting the therapy can help us frame it better so we can see, oh, no, that's just an expected consequence of us getting better. And it gives us tools to manage that discomfort so we're not completely flooded and overwhelmed. Absolutely. I am a big believer in healing your wounds. So kind of like you said, with a splinter, you don't you don't just want to leave it in there and not no. deal with it. Our bodies do. They, they know what to do if we leave it in, but it limits our function and we feel it and it gets in the way. Another way, kind of like looking at it as like scar tissue, you know, when it can tighten up and if we work it, we can get more range of motion, flexibility, less pain, but we have to pay attention to it. What do you want people to know about mental health just in general? Don't be afraid of it. And it's everywhere. It's, a, it's, it's normal and, and it's always there. Um, if we can be curious and learn, I think we can all thrive and probably, you know, not just on an individual level, but even in a community level, which I, I sort of see this event as being another yeah. parallel of that. How do we all try to just do better? Yes. Your work today is definitely curious. I love it. You're, that's what your segment is going to be about. Curiosity. All right. Last question. If you could just give one piece of advice. If you were on your deathbed and you 
the whole world was listening to you and you could just give one piece of advice, what would it be? Probably to not be afraid. Not be afraid. That's where I would start. Of yourself, of the world, of others, what do you think? So, as a psychologist, I was purposely vague there. The answer would be yes to all of those. <laughs> um, all of those. Yeah. And you just start wherever you can find a start with that. And out of not being afraid, I think it opens the door to being curious and learning. Um, and whatever it takes for you to feel not afraid. Having that courageous curiosity to open the door to amazing things that could happen in your life. Yeah, I think that that opens it up for us. And yeah. sometimes it's with, with something outside and sometimes it, we, we do it from a process inside and it's really different for everyone. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Remind us of your name and about your business again and we'll put it in the show notes of this episode. Sure. My name is Dr. Charles Davenport. I'm a licensed psychologist with Davenport Psychology and uh, we offer services Sarasota, Venice, and telehealth uh, in 39 states. Perfect. So. Thank you, Charles. Thank you so Have much. a great day. All right. Day. Yes, you too. All right. We had a special guest walk into the building, y'all. Hey. Halfway through, brought me lunch. <laughs> refueled me after a long morning yeah. <laughs> my man Tyler Fight is here at the Mental Health Summit what do you think so far? Well, there's a lot of people here there's a lot of booths um, yeah I haven't actually had a chance to walk around I walked around a little bit yesterday um, yeah it's a good turnout there's a lot of people here so it's good a lot of cars in the parking lot for sure <laughs> Why do you think something like this is imperative to have? Yeah, honestly, bringing awareness um, to mental health. And I see a lot of people here that um, have a lot of experience in the field. So I think there's a lot to be learned here. There's a lot of knowledge. There's a lot of resources available that, yeah, I guess... I've never realized how many resources or how many people are involved in this space until you're here and then you get to see it all. It's pretty good. Yeah, so I guess this is the first event they've ever put on, which is amazing because it's a really good turnout. Um, but that is one thing people have said is like, all right, there are resources available, right? especially just locally in the community. Like, look at all of these booths set up here. Where we got music therapy going on next to us. If you haven't heard that all day. Yeah, you hear the drums in yeah. the background, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we have art therapy. There's multiple psychologists here. Um, help for veterans right behind me. Um, a grief a grief center right behind me so yeah it's really cool to just see everyone kind of come out of the woodworks right, and right. now you there really should be no excuse as to why you can't at least take the first step and get into one of these places yeah at least knowing the resources the resources are available is a good start so to be out in the public eye to be here it's a good start mm -hmm. for sure um, so what is what is your extent of experience with mental health? It's a good question. Um, I think I think obviously everybody in their family has some situation or some there's some cases of mental health issues, no matter you know how big or small your family is, we're all affected by by it in some sort of way. So, 
I was trying to think of something in particular to talk about, but I couldn't really. Stop rubbing your knees. I can't really. I can't really think about it. Well, not even like, not even your family or whatever. It's just like, what steps have you ever taken to maybe right, right. dive into something you may have trouble with? So when I was younger, when I was in elementary school, my parents were going through a divorce, and it affected me in a in a big way. So. Um, I, I had to go see a counselor and so as a kid growing up trying to learn your emotions and how to handle those emotions and how you feel uh it can be a lot for a younger person but once you're given those tools and you learn about those tools and learn how to cope with those different things it makes it a lot easier do you still use those tools today yeah actually a couple of them yeah like what well, one of them is kind of like an art meditation, art therapy. And that's just been one thing that's always been, uh, you know, like I've had a passion for art, but it's one thing that allows me to relax and have my me time and really uh, get those thoughts in order. And it might not necessarily be the piece that I'm working on or the thing that I'm working on, but it allows my hands to stay busy and my mind to kind of run where it needs to go. Yeah. yeah, that was one of the things. Did you realize at the time, well, obviously now you're much more aware, but did you realize at the time what that was doing when you were in counseling, you know? Um, no, I just kind of remember, you know, the counselor saying, you know, draw how you feel or draw, express yourself on this piece of paper with these colors and... and <laughs> I remember like kind of scribbling really hard on the paper and she's kind of like, oh, wow, you know, it's kind of maybe a little aggressive or, uh, but I noticed it did make me feel some type of way and um, it allowed me to open up, relax a little bit. So I, I think that my art endeavor is really something that helps with my mental as well. Yeah, like that booth, the art therapy booth over there, I think they're making everyone... What are they making everyone do? It's like draw what you see as mental health. Like, yeah. What does mental health mean to you or draw what mental yeah, health means to you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I wonder what people are drawing over there. Probably a dog. <laughs> I would draw a dog. <laughs> I don't know. I could just picture like, like you said a brain yesterday. Like, oh, I would draw a brain. Right, right. Every guest I've had on has yeah. somehow made the connection of... It's not just mental health. It's not just physical health. Like we're all like one whole being and like everyone has in some way brought up that you need to not only take care of your physical, but your spiritual and, yeah. and mental. So it's a harmony. It's a yeah. harmony of all those things. Your sp spiritual health, your mental health, your physical health. It's like, um, yeah, you need to try to get all three in order to have that complete harmony. Mm -hmm. You can be going to the gym all the time, feeling good about your workouts, but if you're not supplementing your body with the right nutrients and the right food and getting enough sleep, then you can be, you know, lacking or vice versa. You could be a really stable person mentally, uh, but not training or not keeping up with your food or your diet. And you could be slacking in that department and that might be making you feel lethargic or, you know, so. Yeah, I obviously have worked out for a very long time, but I never until recent years would put mental health with 
physical health. I would just be like, I'm just going to the gym. I don't know how else. I don't know that it means anything, you know? Well, uh, you do release that serotonin, that dopamine. And so that's just a natural chemical in your body that actually releases and makes you feel better. Mm -hmm. And some people that don't exercise, they don't get that release of serotonin and dopamine. So it literally is... Um, you know, that feeling that you get when you get the runner's high or, or whatnot. If people could experience that and feel that daily, that, you know, they would be a little bit more joyful or a little yeah. bit uh, more proud or, um, yeah, it's a good, it's a good feeling. And everybody, I think a lot of people chase that and they find it through other things, whether it's drugs or alcohol or whatnot. So they're chasing that feeling, but they're getting it by, through, um, not a, a great means you know what I mean yeah definitely a means to an end with those those things never fully satisfy you what do you think is so important about mental health honestly if we sit here and we're honest about it um, you know suicide rates are higher than they've ever been people are depressed people are anxious and it's you got to kind of wonder why why is that you know and it's like i think as a society there's so much pressure on everybody to succeed and to be great and to be perfect that you know you can easily go in this downward spiral if you don't have these tools to be able to cope with who you are and be comfortable with who you are and and learn about who you are So. so do you think the tools are the most important thing to have um, it's definitely important. It's definitely important. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think, I think the step before the tools is knowing you need the tools. Right, right. So the awareness being of Being aware, that, being yeah. aware. Yeah. yeah, that you need, you need the tools. I think I probably asked you this before yeah. in another interview we've done, but what is one piece of advice if you could only give one piece of advice and you're on the top of your summit. <laughs> I could give one piece of advice and yell it from the mountaintop. Yes. Sorry, you can't see me what I'm doing, but it's 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 funny. She's making fun of me because I have a zit on my face. <laughs> Anyways. From the mountaintop of the zit. Um, yeah, so ask the question again. So Just if you could give one piece of advice like you were on your deathbed and this was the last thing you could ever say yeah honestly I think you need to love yourself and I know that's kind of easier said than done but there's been some times in my life where I I haven't loved myself like I should if you treat yourself like you're somebody that you're in charge of taking care of or you treat uh, yourself yeah you gotta really love yourself and if you don't love yourself if you're really super hard on yourself it's gonna make it way harder on you because you know, other people don't look at you or they're not thinking all those bad thoughts about you like you're thinking about yourself I think we had this conversation the other day yeah, you really want to love yourself. Oh, yeah, what was the conversation we were having, I think, yesterday? Yeah, so you, what were you saying? Basically that... Um, we, well, I was saying how... I just saw a friend post about how we are the meanest person yeah, to exactly, ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Like, 
No one is that mean to us, and we are not that mean to other people except to ourselves. Yeah, we're really hard on ourselves, yeah. all of us. And yeah. um, if you can learn how to control those thoughts, like there, here's one thing. There's only two types of talking that you do. That's the talking to yourself and talking to other people. So if you can keep both of those kind, be as kind as possible when you're talking to yourself and to others. And I think uh, what I told you yesterday was the one trick that I've learned is to be able to look at myself from some of my childhood friends' eyes, you know? So instead of looking at me like Tyler looking at Tyler, I'll, I'll look at it from a childhood friend's point of view looking at me. Like, what does Kyle think about me? Oh, well, Kyle thinks I'm a good guy. He thinks I'm funny. He knows I'm kind-hearted. He knows that I'm a genuine person. But meanwhile, over here, if I'm thinking about it myself, I'm like, you know, really hard on myself. So um, love yourself and maybe sometimes look at yourself through a best friend's eyes versus your own. That's good. I like that. You would never, I would hope not, you would never talk crap about your best friend. <laughs> no, if you do, you'll make it up. You would you know. say that they were beautiful and smart and funny and can achieve anything. Well, that's like, why they're your, your best friend is because you're attracted to them or there's something there that, you know, draws you two together. Yeah, so we just got to start saying those things to ourselves. Right. Well, thank you for coming on. Yeah, I'm proud of you. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, glad to be cool. here. Glad to be here. It's really cool. All right. All right. Maybe we'll join the, the music therapy behind us. I'm about to hit the drums. <laughs> <laughs> bye. All right, bye. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.